Dedicated missionary service returns a dividend of eternal joy, which extends throughout mortality and into eternity. I want it absolutely clear that I declared to the world in the most straightforward language I could summon that the Book of Mormon is true. True disciples of Jesus Christ are willing to stand out, speak up, and be different. If you're not a full-time missionary with a missionary badge pinned on your coat, now is the time to paint one on your heart. God has something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively. A marvelous work and a wonder. In this church, what we know will always trump what we do not know. Missionary work is an identifying feature of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Always has it been, ever shall it be. Let us be awake and not be wary of well-doing, for we are laying the foundation of a great work, even preparing for the return of the Savior. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to the podcast. I really hope that you guys enjoyed the last episode that I did on failure. In it, I talked about how we typically see failure all backwards from what it really is. I invite you to go listen to it if you haven't yet because it was a really good one, and it'll honestly probably change your mind on a couple of things. Anyway, I have realized recently that in a lot of the episodes that I have put out so far, I talk a lot about how hard missions are, like way more than I ever intended to, so I'm sorry. Yes, serving a full-time mission is very difficult, but it doesn't have to be nearly as difficult as we sometimes make it out to be. I mean, my whole reason for being here and doing this is to help you guys feel more confident about your ability to go out and serve a mission and to just totally kill it out there. And I truly believe that each and every one of you can do just that. I mean, if I can do it, of all people, you can do it too, believe me. And I'm mostly taking my own mission experience into consideration, along with experiences of other missionaries that I served around, when I come up with the content that I talk to you guys about. And that can really range anywhere from things like gospel topics and questions to life skills. When I was a missionary, I think the things that I struggled the most with fall under those umbrellas. For example, all of a sudden I'm out there teaching the gospel to everyone I see and so naturally, I discovered that I had a lot of questions about the gospel that I never really had before. I didn't realize until then that I didn't know nearly as much as I thought I had. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Most likely you will have a similar experience. But what I want to do here is take the things that I felt were the most important for me to learn and understand as a missionary and share them with you guys. And this very same thing applies to life skills too. My mission showed me a lot about my own mental health and I learned a lot of amazing things in that area that are honestly really helpful to anyone regardless if you have struggles or not. So I guess what I've been trying to do here is avoid sheltering you from some of the challenges that you'll face as a missionary. But at the same time, I want to help you see how those challenges are really a good thing. And those challenges are only going to be really hard when you try to resist them and just wish they weren't there. But when you choose to embrace them and see them as opportunities for growth, they'll still be hard, but it's a completely different kind of hard. It's the kind of hard that you feel a deep satisfaction in. It's the kind of hard that propels you forward and makes you feel accomplished. 
It's the kind of heart that you can actually feel really happy about. It's the kind of heart that you want to stick around for a while because it's building your character and it just feels so good and so refining. It's the kind of heart that really leaves your soul filled to the brim. And really the only difference, the only difference between this kind of heart and the heart that just completely sucks are your own beliefs. When you see your challenges as roadblocks and things that you wish would just disappear and leave you alone, your suffering is kind of of your own making. But when you choose to believe that the hard parts about your mission are once-in-a-lifetime, life-changing experiences, and they are of great value to you, not only do those challenges become much easier to face, but you feel a deep satisfaction from them that you wouldn't get if you were just digging your hills in the whole time. And really, the only thing that determines which kind of hard that you will face are your own beliefs. Let me show you guys what I mean by this. Your beliefs are simply something that you choose to think over and over again. So what you choose to think over and over again about something is going to determine what you believe about that thing. A particular belief that you have about something is completely dependent on how you choose to think about it. And when you choose to believe a certain thing, you're going to find evidence that supports that belief. So when you think over and over again, for example, that running sucks, that's what you're going to believe about running. And once you have that belief, once you have those thoughts over and over again, you'll begin to find evidence that supports that belief. Not only will that evidence support it, but it will further establish and solidify that belief. So evidence that you might find about why running sucks could be that it's boring or that it's unnecessary or that it makes your feet and legs hurt or that it's just too hard. I'm using this example because that's what I used to think about running and doing cardio, but now my belief about it is completely different. And really the only thing that changed was the way I thought about it. Not only do I actually enjoy running now, but it's much easier for me to do. And the crazy thing is guys, is that nothing about the actual act of running is any different than it was before. I mean, I stopped to pick my feet up and do the same work, but simply because I chose to change my thoughts about running, it's a much easier thing for me to do now. This is just so mind blowing to me. This is really what mind over matter means. It means that you have the power to change how hard things are for you and it literally all depends on the thoughts that you have towards those hard things. Now, this doesn't just happen overnight. Remember that your beliefs are the result of thoughts you have over and over again. But when you choose to have repetitive thoughts about something, you're creating a neural pathway in your brain. And that is going to be the pathway that your mind takes because it becomes the easiest route. Just try and imagine your thoughts as water running down a mountainside. When it rains on the top of a mountain, the water is going to find the path that is going to be the easiest way down. And the easiest way down is going to be the same path that water has taken before. Over time, water creates pathways down to the bottom of the mountain by carving out those pathways in the ground. And once those pathways are created, that's where the new water is going to go. So just like with water, your thoughts are naturally going to go where the pathway has already been carved out. So everyone, when you think something over and over again, you're building a new pathway. And so when you want to change your beliefs about something, you have to change your thoughts about it. And over time, you will have a new pathway for those thoughts to take. And at first, making that pathway will be difficult, just like how it is much harder to trailblaze a new path than it is to just walk one. But over time, that pathway will get carved deeper and deeper 
until that's going to be the easiest place for your thoughts to go. And you can literally choose what pathways you want. If like me, you want to create the pathway that makes running easier for you, you just have to change your thoughts about running and with time, you'll have that pathway carved out and you'll have that new belief about running. And of course, this doesn't just have to do with running. This could apply to any belief that you currently have that you want to change. So maybe right now you have beliefs about yourself that you want to change. Maybe you don't believe that you're a good friend or that you aren't good enough to date that girl or that boy. Maybe you don't think you're talented enough or good looking enough or funny enough or strong enough or smart enough to go and do the things that you really want to do. Maybe you don't think that you're good at talking to people. Maybe you don't think that you'll be a good missionary or that you're capable of serving a mission at all. Maybe you don't think you can accomplish your hopes and your dreams for your life. I'm here to tell you that those beliefs are really the only thing getting in the way of what you want. These are all beliefs that you could have about yourself that actually limit your own capabilities. The very reason why you may not go and do certain things that you want to do and accomplish is because you don't believe that you can do it. Let me tell you guys a story that illustrates just how powerful your beliefs about yourself actually are. There's a story that talks about this guy who is walking through this elephant camp. I don't know what an elephant camp is supposed to be, but I imagine it's like some traveling circus or something. I don't know. Anyway, he's walking through this elephant camp and he notices that none of the elephants are in cages or tied up to any chains or anything. And all that was really holding them back from escaping camp was a small piece of rope that was tied to one of their legs. As he was looking up at the elephants and just admiring how big they were, he was amazed that they didn't just use their strength to break the rope and escape. They easily could have done so, but they didn't even try. Curious, this man asked one of the trainers why the elephants weren't trying to escape. The trainer replied, when they are very young and much smaller, they would use the same size rope to tie them and at that age, it's enough to hold them. As they grow up, they are conditioned to believe they cannot break away. They believe the rope can still hold them, so they never try to break free. So the elephants weren't just standing around because they didn't want to escape. They never even tried it because they didn't think that they were capable. They didn't believe that they were strong enough to break the rope even though they clearly were. And it was this mere belief that they had been conditioned to believe that kept them in captivity. It was simply a belief that kept them from knowing about their own capabilities. So I want you guys to think about some things that maybe you have been conditioned to believe. What ropes do you have? Maybe you've been conditioned to believe that serving a mission is too hard for you. Maybe you've been conditioned to believe that if you aren't perfect, you're not worthy. Not worthy to pray, not worthy to go to the temple, not worthy of taking the sacrament, not worthy of the Savior's love, not worthy of his atonement, not worthy of his divine aid. Maybe you've been conditioned to believe that you'll never overcome your pornography habit, that you are not strong enough or spiritual enough, that you've sinned and messed up too many times for the Savior to help you or even love you at all. Maybe you have been conditioned to believe that you are a failure and that you'll never be good enough. That it doesn't matter how hard you try, you'll never be who you want to be. That you'll never live up to your own expectations. Guys, merely having these beliefs about yourself is what will keep you from discovering your own potential. Just like the elephant, you are more than capable of breaking free from your rope. That rope has no power over you and the only reason you stay tied up 
is merely because you hold the belief that it does have power over you. Too many of us think that we need to do amazing things in order to feel amazing. We need to do good things in order to feel good about ourselves. We need to do enough in order to feel like we are enough. These are some of Satan's greatest lies. The truth is, is that it's the other way around. Our worth is not determined by what we do or do not do. We first have to believe that we are amazing, that we are good, that we are enough, and those actions will naturally follow. And guess what, guys? You already are all of those things. You don't have to lie to yourself when you remind yourself of these things because it's 100% true that you are good enough. The lie is that you aren't. So if you currently have a hard time believing those things about yourself, first and foremost, you have to know that they are true. As a child of God, you already are all of those things. All you have to do is to believe that. And remember what determines our beliefs? It's what you think over and over again. So if you want to create that new neural pathway, if you want to get to the point where it's easy for you to believe that you are enough, you have to start thinking that you are enough. And you have to think that over and over again. Satan will still try to force his way in there and feed you his lies, but you don't have to believe them. You can cast them out of your life. He would like you to believe that you can never change and that you aren't worthy of thinking highly of yourself, that you're being prideful if you do. Guys, it is not prideful to think that you are worthy and that you are good. That's really just quiet confidence. If you need to, grab a pen and some paper and write down all the reasons that prove that you are good enough. Write them down and review them and imagine what it would feel like if you actually had those beliefs that you want. Really imagine yourself already being there. And remember that those beliefs that you have about yourself are going to determine whether or not you achieve your potential. Once you see yourself the way God sees you, you will become a much different person. And this same thing applies to all of your investigators too. If you can help them see who they really are and what they are destined to become, they are naturally going to want to follow the Savior. Thank you guys for joining me on this episode. Now go out there and change your beliefs and remember that you guys are awesome and that you've got this. I'll catch you next time. Peace.